Welcome to Brand Agony. I'm Alan Black. Every episode, we use the soothing power of stronger language to solve a problem for a troubled marketing professional. Today, we're talking about making your brand language sing on social media. Or to put it another way, how can B2B brands bring their offer to life through savvy use of LinkedIn? To answer this thorniest of questions, I'm joined by a pair of social media mavens, Black Ads' Chris Tapley. Hello. And Helen Selby. Hello. Hello to both of you. So on to this week's letter, which comes from John in Norwich. Dear Black Ads, I work in the marketing department for a company that produces a range of components for electronics manufacture. Our marketing has always been fairly traditional, but we're making more of a push online now. We like the brand on our website and it seems to do a good job of converting leads, but I'm lost when it comes to social. I see similar businesses really taking off on LinkedIn, but we get pretty scant engagement. I'm worried that our offer is simply too boring. How can I make the brand work on social media? Use Swallowed by Social, John. So thanks for your letter, John. Um, Social media is a very different beast from traditional, if you like, website copywriting. Um, But it it does sound like you've got the core of a brand to run with, and that's a large portion of of getting the battle won. So uh, we can help you focus in on the bits that really connect and make more of them to get that engagement arrow and those likes and those shares and comments pointing in the right direction. As always, we're going to tackle the situation in three steps, diagnosis, treatment, and staying healthy. (coughs) Terrifying snap of the latex (laughs) unrest. Uh, Helen, diagnosis first. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on this one? We don't have much to go with, but what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think the first thing is to knock down the elephant in the room that there's no brand too boring for social. So as long as you have a viable business, then there's someone out there who wants to hear what you have to say. Mm, absolutely. And, um, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or, or Facebook or Instagram or whatever you want to, you know, TikTok, um, <laughs> it's amazing how many like quite odd brands thrive on those, uh, you know, on those channels. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very odd stuff. So nothing's too niche. Nothing is too inverted commas and big, scary inverted commas there. Boring. Boring's are, boring's are kind of a banned word around about here, I think. But mm. it's the word that the client used and it's something we hear quite a lot, isn't it? Like, uh, they just worry that they've not got anything interesting to say, which makes me feel sad. Um, there's yeah. always something interesting to say. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think... I think that's the thing, especially with um, with B2B stuff. Um, it's maybe a concern that a lot, or not concern, but just a sort of thing that B2B brands bring up a fair bit. Like, is there an audience for this stuff? But yeah. there usually is. Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, you know, the appetite's there. People are buying the product. Let's just, like, talk to those customers. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what would you say then in terms of, uh, Helen, in terms of kind of, you know, how do we how do we get this, you know, what they see is a kind of chronic lack of engagement. How do we get this ramped up a bit for them? What can we start doing? Well, my big question comes back to something we talk about a lot, and that's strategy. So do you know what you're trying to achieve through posting on LinkedIn? Um, or are you just seeking engagement for the sake of it? Um, you know, you need some direction. It might be that you want to get brand awareness, or you might want to establish your top team as thought leaders in the industry, or you might just want to reach out to more potential customers. So you need to lock down those aims really before going any further. 
Yeah, um, so true. W- without a nub of strategy behind this, you end up with in a kind of social media wilderness. And, you know, before you know it, um, you're sharing, you know, cat memes, you know, Gosh, yes. all of a cat meme, um, and you know, <laughs> you know, anti-vax conspiracy theories, um, which I don't think is a is a political statement. I think that uh, yeah, that's that's just the truth. That's the kind of crazy stuff that sometimes people share out. Oh gosh, I saw a David Icke um, Facebook post the other, the other week, which was just the most strange thing. I can't believe he's still allowed out in the world without you know, uh, you know, an adult, you know, to to just make sure he's okay. Um, you, you need to have a compass um, mm. to essentially define what you and the what you're trying to reach and where the audience is trying to go and that, you know, comes back to good old brand strategy stuff. Chris, yes. what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon brand is, is definitely the thing that's going to keep you on the right track uh, and avoid any sort of uh, David Icke uh, areas of, of, of social. Um, I think largely because your brand is, if it's been done properly, um, is, is a kind of genuine expression of what you stand for as a business. So, one of the things that tends to hinder brands trying to make progress on social media is is that approach of just kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I think we're at a point now, uh, you know, social media is old enough that people can sort of sense that they, they see it as just a bit desperate, a bit half-hearted, and it doesn't really connect. It needs to be clear that what you're talking about matters to you and it can provide some sort of interest to the audience. And that's where you're, you're sort of, pillars or your components your brand are going to come in and it sounds like connecting those two might be the thing that's missing for john here yeah it needs to be genuine i suppose doesn't it otherwise you know what's the point like we, we need to be genuine people uh, in everything we do and brands need to have that core of genuineness otherwise mm. you know kind of why should anyone believe anything you're going to say um I've got a touch, I've got a sense that we're going to kind of get back to this um, later on, this sort of sense of, you know, enthusiasm and caring about something, uh, being being really, really infectious and that that being incredibly important in terms of, you know, you've got to care about it. If you don't care about it, the, the, the customer, and you probably do care about it, you've probably just lost that little bit of a sense of um, knowing that other people also care and care what yeah. you've got to say. So pairing that with adding some value to the customer and you're onto a winner. Um, so it sounds like we might be getting into sort of the treatment room here. So um, let's let's kind of go ahead and, and, and step in and uh, see what the uh, see what the clinician ordered. <laughs> Same treatment every time, guys. Uh, it's a big box, <laughs> box of Tic Tacs, uh, but we it's knew really that. really versatile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cures all, no one else. Much like, again, some of the things you see in social media in terms of, uh, sort of uh, there's quite, there's a crazy thing that I've noticed just as a little aside recently. Um, there's a lot of, I won't m- mention any brand names, but there's, um, there's a bunch of stuff around about, you know, we test your food intolerances or see what might be upsetting your stomach, that kind of yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. when you dive into that just a little bit and look at the science, there's absolutely no science behind. Oh, really? Yeah. So the kind of Gwyneth Paltrow School of Science, it's, isn't it? Well, oh, God. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is a very fine um, school of science, uh, Chris, uh, as we, we, all, we all know. Um, nothing against, uh, you know, um, top Hollywood celebrity, um, you know, brands. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Um, how could we um, how could we turn around, um, you know, John's sense of fortunes on, on social? Um, and I think I know it's going to be the S word, but, you know, you get to say it. Yeah, strategy. <laughs> so 
I think that's it. Like he needs to to set that strategy. So it's it's quite simple, really. But start by looking at the strategic aims for the business as a whole, and um, that's that's what it all needs to come back to, really. So this might be something to get others involved in, um, especially higher up the management chain. I think you know, just asking where do they see the business heading. Sure. And then with that big picture in mind, you can always pinpoint ways in which your everyday social media content can start to align with those bigger aims. You know, the two can kind of feed each other yeah and i think that's that's a really important point it it's um in a sense it doesn't matter what those aims are um um there's always a way to tie them to the content and the way they present your brand and you know i I suppose for me it's about what does the customer want what do you offer and trying to find that kind of you know meeting of mind somewhere Uh, Mm -hmm. and from a kind of just general like what it is you want to do point of view it might be i want to build some immediate sales maybe with offers i want to raise awareness so that people remember when they finally come to buy us uh buy in our category that they remember our name um mm-hmm. and, and talking to that target demographic and remember um I was, I was reading something recently which said that that this might this might break down a little bit when you go into certain sectors but the like um i don't know a good example might be bread. Like everyone wants to pretty much wants to buy bread, gluten-free, whatever, rye, you know, every mm. couple of days. So we're kind of always ready to buy bread. But you think more broadly about things like uh, maybe a new telly or things like bike tires or things like, I don't know, hair dye. Like mm. only something like 3% of people are, are actively considering buying that product at any particular time. Mm. And, you know, that's an important thing to remember is that, you know, You've only really got maybe three percent of your audience that's that's really wanting to go ahead and do that. It's why you sometimes yeah. get surveys and people are going to wonder why surveys ask the question. You know, are, are you actively considering buying one of these just now? Or hey, mm-hmm. you're on this website about uh, I don't know, like uh, wireless music stuff. Are you are you thinking about buying a wireless music system just now? Um, mm-hmm. And they want to know because you know that's that's that three percent that they're really keen on. So I know that's yeah. maybe just a tiny bit of a tangent, but that idea of like what is it we're trying to achieve immediate sales through an offer, building the brand, you know, what, what is it we're trying to, to, to do here? And you can do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. There's another thought, you know, you can do more than one thing, just be clear about what those things are. So set those things out first to make sure, you know, what you're actually publishing is productive. Yeah, exactly. And I think once you have pinned that down, you've you've kind of got a bit of a map then, haven't you? And you can start to think about what kind of content is actually going to support those aims um, so that you are staying productive. And from that, you can make an actual content plan. And I think the content plan is really key because otherwise, you like if you don't make a plan, you're just going to end up sort of floundering for content and you're going to end up sharing stuff that doesn't actually line up with what you do or what your audience want from you. Yeah. Um it's of course it's the the actual content um mm-hmm. oh chris um how do we start to to line up all these aims that we've got the existing brand with the with the posts that john might be putting out there on social to start building some engagement yeah i, I think that you know strategy is going to start that process um and then you need to think about what the brand sort of represents um we've sort of touched on this already hopefully john should have some sort of idea of of what the brand is what are the kind of you know the central components that he can start to build from the the brand sort of the business stands for so you know it might be quality and great service for example they're very generic examples but we can start to think about the proof points 
for that individual business that underpin them and they can maybe start to fuel some interesting content that really aligns with these cores of the, the brand. Yeah, it, it's um just to be clear because um you know I know that we often like to bludgeon readers over the head with the same message again and again and again and bore them to tears uh, <laughs> oh, as if, uh, but it's not that it's it's not about you know quality 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 service 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 repeating those things that's that that's just to be you know again to set that out as a as a thought we're not talking about just saying the same things over and over again it's it's that way of kind of branching out from those ideas and you know essentially underpinning them i suppose yeah yeah uh, branching out or maybe more probably say sort of finding the the roots of those you know what actually brings those out so for quality you know maybe it's more about focusing on the, the sort of stories of the social materials that okay. the, the company use, you know, or what sort of quality checks happen in the factories, you know, what are the, the sort of the stories that actually support this yeah. claim of, of quality rather than just like say saying quality, quality, quality. That's this sort of uh, getting to the heart of it is going to be a hundred times more compelling yeah. uh, for the audience, isn't it? As a little aside, there's, there's one of our clients that we work with on and off over the, over a couple of decades, actually, uh, Matthew Algae, and there are, oh really successful uh, tea and coffee, mainly mainly coffee, but a coffee, you know, roaster based in Glasgow, but they're obviously sourcing from all over the world. And the team go out into coffee producing regions, they, they meet the cooperatives, they meet the farmers, um, and they, they essentially blog about that, they, they vlog about it, um, they, they, they put up posts of, you know, you know, basically the the, the, the cupping, the sort of sampling sessions being prepared. They, they look at all the investment that's put back into the cooperatives and the communities through um, different programmes like the Rainforest Alliance and things like that. So it brings it to life and it's rather than just saying things like organic, organic, organic or, you know, fair trade or or whatever. You're seeing it come to life and you're seeing the care that these farmers and their, their you know, their families put into it and you see what they get back as well. So it's not this kind of, um, this kind of dislocated nonsense. It's, it's about, again, it's about those roots, um, which is, which is, which is what's interesting. It's the detail that becomes interesting, bringing it back mm-hmm. into their real world and, you know, you know, finding those things that are going to, you know, add some value in the customer's head and some interest and they'll, they'll sure remember the story about that visit to the cooperative and the cupping session um if that's illustrated beautifully and that's you know talked about in a really compelling way as opposed to you just talking about we test our coffee in the field you know that's the most boring thing you know in the world just hearing those adjectives <laughs> quality you know quality quality you know just repeated again and again the the, the examples that underpin it are what's really interesting yeah, and I think you're right. Bringing it back to the real world is is kind of what is going to make it sing, you know. Um, as much as as much as I like dislocated nonsense, uh, I think you know the the real world examples, and that's that's given a sense of value to the customer as well because you know that that example is good. The reason why people buy organic is because they want to. Uh, have an impact, you know, right through the supply chain. You know, they, they don't, don't want to feel that people are getting exploited for their nice cup of coffee. Yeah. So if you can bring that to life and show them how this is making a difference, then that's going to give them something that they want to know rather than just shouting about your kind of brand taglines. It's, it's yeah. going to be much better. Uh, and we, we don't know what John's been doing, but um, we've got a little bit of an appreciation of this market. So it might be about things like, um, you know, sourcing, 
components that are not at the end of their manufacturing life so that you've got maybe a, a five-year, 10-year plan with your product. Um, that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, electronics manufacturing, you know, companies would, would look to do. There might be things around about, you know, some of the expertise that we bring that has, you know, solved a big problem for a customer by re-engineering something. It could be about securing alternatives for, you know, um, less environmentally friendly components or, you know, manufacturing techniques. It could be all these kind of things that, you know, maybe just feel like you're bread and butter. That's just how we do stuff. But talking about how you do it, talking about the care you put into that and showing how you've solved problems, which add value to the to the reader. That 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 for me is kind of, you know, what it's all about. It's, it just goes back to that idea of, you know, you build engagement by, you know, addressing the, the value that the customer needs from you. Yeah, and that gets right back to the root of the brand at the same time. So it's kind of it's ticking off both of those ends of the, the spectrum, the customer value and staying true to the, the things that the brand stand for. Yeah. And if you can continually use those kind of brand components as your sort of uh, compass for, for all your content, you know, make sure it, it hits those, then you hopefully should never stray too far from providing value at the other end for the customer. Yeah. So it sounds like John's got a, a decent starting point here from what we've said so far uh, to make sure that this content that their team's producing aligns with the strategy. So I think we should probably move on to the, the next stage and um, step up to the harp. It's flawless. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so John's gone off and started to dazzle his followers uh, with all this value, value, value content that comes right from the heart of the brand. Um, how can he keep things healthy across his channels or specifically on LinkedIn? I think he just shouldn't try to do too much. I think a lot of people dive into social media and try to post every day. Um, instead, he should be focusing on quality. So this goes back to what you guys were just talking about, really. It's um, to stay authentic. You need to post things that are relevant and useful. So people are going to notice if you bombard them with loads of irrelevant stuff. Um, you know, there's not much point posting about Weld Unicorn Day if you sell paper. And if you don't have content to fill the entire week, um, then it doesn't matter. You can just focus on really landing a few good posts each week that are actually going to serve a purpose and be engaging. Yeah. And there's that separate thing, which we're not going to go into here, which is more the kind of tactical stuff. So you know, for example, on TikTok, we might want to do some team videos or we might want to do that kind of thing over on um, Instagram and like more sort of teams, sort of fun stuff like charity mm -hmm. fundraising type things that we're doing, which are important to talk about. But specifically thinking about LinkedIn, we might have a bit of that as well in terms of us, you know, doing some sort of more sort of team stuff. But it's going to be more mm -hmm. about the kind of value for the customer. And I think, about that. And I think you're absolutely, you know, that point that you made there, Helen, but not mm -hmm. feeling the need to post every day yeah absolutely mm. like you know let's not dilute what we're saying by just you know like like always having a bloody opinion about something and yeah. always you know always it just becomes a little bit wearing and i think yeah. that again that maybe seems quite tactical but i think just stepping back and thinking what are we trying to achieve here what we're trying to achieve here is you know whatever the goals were is it about building short-term sales is it about building awareness of the brand over time is it about mm -hmm. setting ourselves out as thought leaders so that we can establish a higher price point or get into a different market whatever the kind of goal is from a strategic point of view you're going to need to go back to that and think is is this specific post supporting that or not supporting yeah. that 
Um, yeah, totally. And I think that's the thing as well. If you kind of post in every single day to the point where you, you know, you don't even, you say the same things or you don't even really know why you're posting something. I think diluting is a really good word because you, you're kind of almost going to blend into the background a little bit because people are so used to seeing the same messages from you or the same kinds of messages. Whereas if you keep it sort of, I don't know, less frequent and a higher quality, people are going to pay more attention. Yeah. And I mean, there's another truth to that. We, we won't go into that because again, it feels a bit tactical, mm. but just in terms of length of content. So if you were producing something that was a, you know, a, a long, you know, a long blog post within the LinkedIn sort of platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're going to find that you'll get your best engagement in that kind of sort of 1500 words to kind of 2000, two and a half thousand word post, which sounds like an incredible amount of content, but if you look at the numbers, that that's what the numbers tell you, you know, do yeah. deep content and, you know, that's where you'll get your engagement and that's where you, because you're helping people who read it feel smart and look smart, in which case they want to share it to, to kind of get that halo effect from, from what you've done. So, you know, people want to share useful, valuable things. Yeah, that's it. And it ties back to what we were saying earlier, I think, about thought leadership, doesn't it? It's kind of a a win-win, that kind of content, if it it works for your brand, you know, which I think it would for John. Um, It's it's talking about something that you are experts in, and that's going to really help your audience, but also it's going to kind of solidify your brand reputation as well. Yeah. Um, Chris, um, it's probably quite a lot to kind of to take in there because we're, we're, we're thinking of lots of ways of keeping this going. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you, you touched on one of the key points, which is um, thinking about what actually works, whether that's sort of long form content or short or, or linking out stuff. Um, and also, you know, if you're not spending every sort of spare moment spamming stuff on social, then you've got a bit of time to really strategize and think about what you're doing so you know see what works see what doesn't work as you start to share more stuff and kind of tweak it as you go i think um you know linkedin has some great sort of built-in analytic tools that could help sean to see click-through rates impression numbers other other things like that once he starts to post things um and i think probably the important thing is just to not make any sweeping assumptions based on those you know this social media is a marathon you know um you're not necessarily going to see immediate uplift so you know try something out for a couple of weeks and collect a, a good amount of data rather than discarding something because it doesn't work the first time you do it yeah you need to give it a little bit of time um and also i think just you know interact with people you know people yeah. forget this on social it's not it's supposed to be a conversation rather than just a sort of broadcasting platform you know, so, you know, speak to your followers, speak to competitors, even people in the industry um, and just sort of, you know, get your name out there and build a bit of trust in the, the brand. Yeah. And I think that, that you know, coming back to another thought again, without getting into the kind of tactics of it too much, it's like, is it the brand we're talking about here or is it more the people that work in the brand? And my argument would always be that, you know, it's specifically on LinkedIn, it's going to be about the people that work in the brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially them sharing the content out and having an opinion and, you know, yes, there's core things that the brand might publish, but you might share them through your own sort of personal accounts and, you know, having a way of adding a bit of something to that share um, as, as one particular way of approaching it. But yeah, it comes back to that kind of trust and, and uh, trust in humans, really, um, which I think is kind of like, you know, I feel that's kind of like you know a well put, you know, argument, that idea of, you know, all about trust. Um, and until you get those 
posts out there and, you know, working for you, you're not really going to know how anything lands and, you know, you can't make adjustments until you know what's 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 hitting home and what isn't. So, John, mm-hmm. looks like it's over to you and uh, go out and, you know, get that strategy nailed and get some, get some posts out there. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back soon using stronger language to cure another listener's brand agony. For more on brand language, messaging, content training and tone of voice, visit blackad.co.uk.